Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we are going to be discussing the horoscope for the month of November, looking at some of the major transits coming in for the month. And before we get started, I do like to remind you all that I study the sidereal Vedic system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. For example, in this podcast, we are going to talk about how we're moving into Scorpio season, whereas in Western astrology, they are preparing for Sagittarius season. And keep in mind that in sidereal astrology, we are using the literal astronomical placement of the planets at any given moment in time. So that being said, if you were to take a star app, it is October 28th as I record this. If you take a star app and you hold it up to the sun, you're going to see that the sun is in the sign of Libra, literally. So this is what we do with sidereal astrology. We're looking at the astronomical placement. If you want to learn more about the differences between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there, and I also have playlists available as well. If you're wanting to learn more about Vedic astrology, the planets, the houses, nakshatras, etc. So I am sitting here, I am moving through, <laughs> I was talking to, to one of y'all about this the other day. I feel like I'm moving through like <laughs> such an interesting, transformative time in my life. I've historically always been an early bird and I'm being serious. Like I'm not talking about early, like waking up at seven. I'm talking about like four 30 or five, four years. Like I would wake up at five 30 in the morning. I, I would say, I would say 90% of the time for maybe like seven or eight years. Like I I'm up early and for whatever reason, well, you know, astrologically I get why, but recently something's shifted in me where I'm becoming a night owl. I stayed up until like one last night studying astrology and I had a blast. I have no regrets. <laughs> I just, it's unlike me. And that being said, when I go to bed later, I wake up later. It's late right now. I'm almost embarrassed to say how late it is, but some of you may be noticing that I just woke up by the way. Some of you may be noticing that this podcast is getting released a little bit later. I tend to really consistently release my podcast at 6 a.m. every day. It's coming out a little bit later. I recorded this podcast once already and it just didn't come out the way that I was wanting it to. I just felt like it was very rambly. I felt that there was tons of information that wasn't even helpful. And so I'm going to try to make this one a little bit more concise. Um, so we'll get into that, but I am just curious if you're feeling kind of eclipse brain or <laughs> if you're a little bit more forgetful, if you're a little bit more rambly, if you're suddenly staying up super late, or maybe you're waking up super early now, I feel like that we're just moving through this period of time that's kind of really asking us to evaluate the systems and structures in our own lives and our belief system as well. You know, Jupiter is getting ready to station and go direct here. Um, I believe November 23rd. Yeah, that's when Jupiter will go direct. And we can talk more about that later, but it's kind of like reevaluating our belief system and why we believe what we believe and, you know, what is important to us. And is it an outdated, you know, idea or concept that we've been using because it's comfortable, because it's familiar, because we've attached some sort of meaning to it, or 
are our beliefs, are the things that govern our, govern our lives, are they truly helpful and uplifting and contributing in a really positive way to our lives? You know, sometimes there are things that we do where it's like a space holder and it's a habit. And then there are things that we do where it's like this mind blowing, life altering thing, you know? So I definitely invite you to also be thinking about those things of what you perceive as good or bad in your own life, the rituals that you have, practices that you have, beliefs that you have, and just kind of allow your mind to kind of go there and just kind of consider it, you know, what is simply an attachment and a space holder versus what is really feeding and fueling your life. And I'm certainly not saying to stop doing your prayers or your (laughs) meditations. That's definitely not what I'm suggesting, but it's a great time to evaluate the relationship with them because with meditation or with spiritual practice, sometimes we might just, you know, we might lose the fire a little bit and it's natural to have ebbs and flows in practice, but there are things that we can do to kind of reinvigorate that excitement and that passion and connection to practice. So Anyway, maybe we can talk more about that on the Jupiter Direct podcast that I'm planning to record. So looking at the month of November, this is a very transformative and I'm always apprehensive to use words that could potentially be stressful. Um, I do think that November is going to be a month of intensity and we're going to talk about why. And so you all who have been listening, you know the significance of the nakshatra of Barney. Some of you are new here. If you're new here, welcome. We'll talk a little bit about what Barney means. Okay. So in Vedic astrology, we have the sign, right? We have 12 signs. And then within the 12 signs, we have 27 nakshatras. So we break the signs into three divisions. And some of the divisions overlap, okay, Um, between the signs, (laughs) giving us 27. And some of the nakshatras or the asterisms, the 27, are very sweet and very loving and very nourishing. And when transits move through them, there's usually these really sweet, auspicious activities that occur. Then there are asterisms or nakshatras where when we have transits that move through them, it can bring about destruction. It can bring war. It can bring difficulty. It it can bring pandemics. You know, that's how we knew about the COVID that happened. We knew that something was going to change the world, utilizing the power of nakshatras. So this eclipse that we're going to have is going to take place in the nakshatra of Barney. This is the nakshatra where the symbol is the female yoni. It is the reproductive sex organ. It is associated to breakthroughs, to breaking through barriers, to sudden things happening. It's also, of course, associated to literal reproduction in women. We've spoken about this quite a bit, right? Way before Roe v. Wade got overturned, we had the discussion that we would need to be watching women's related issues. We talked about this, right? And we know that because the astrology allowed us to gain that insight with this nakshatra. So reproduction, women's related issues, it's also ruled by Yama. Yama is the god of death, but he also ushers spirits into next lifetimes. So yes, he's the god of death, but he also creates life. The yoni is the conduit between realms, right? There's a little baby, a spirit soul passes 
from one incarnation into the next passes through the portal into this lifetime. Yama, when we think about having the job of ushering souls between incarnations, we really hope that they have a sense of fairness. We really hope that they're justice oriented, right? Yama is also associated to fairness and justice. So this nakshatra, if you know people, (laughs) I'm sorry, I just thought about one of my friends who has moon in Barney and he's so this way. When they have something that they really care about, they are extremely passionate. They can uh, very strongly stand up for the things that they believe in, especially again, if it's unethical, if it's not fair, if something needs to change, if it's unjust. This asterism carries that energy. And I had this interesting question. Somebody on Instagram, I was traveling in Rio Doso with my dog, which was so fun. And while I was there, I asked you guys, like, you know, what are some questions that y'all have? We were playing some sort of like AMA game. I don't know. Someone asked, why do the signs that are opposite of each other carry similar energy is what they had asked. And the answer is that when planets are opposing one another, they're aspecting the other sign directly. So if you have planets in Sagittarius, they're directly aspecting Gemini. So you're receiving energy into that sign. And another way to look at it is that when we are in material reality, when we're in this like fabric of material reality, everything lives within everything else. Like this is a game of polarity. Um, an interwovenness when we think about the yin and yang symbol when we think about the the masculine and the feminine right venus is feminine mars is masculine but mars is the blood of menstruation venus is semen so as we continue to look deeper everything is interwoven within one another so that's another way to look at it barney is directly aspecting libra libra is the sign of justice and fairness barney receives some of that quality of fairness and justice Swati, which is within Libra, directly aspecting Aries, is all about independence, right? Hyper-independent for being in a relationship-oriented sign. So we see that these nakshatras are kind of bouncing qualities off of each other, the game of opposites. So I thought that that, you know, was just an interesting thing to know. I hope that some of y'all could catch that, right? Because Barney is in Aries, Swati is in Libra, Aries is independent, Libra is all about the other, and yet the asterisms within kind of contain the, you know, that, that polar energy. So qualities that I think about with Barney is that it is breakthroughs. You know, it has to do with women and women's related issues. Since we've been having this transit of Rahu and Aries and K2 and Libra, we saw Roe v. Wade get under, uh, overturned. We saw the uprising of protest in Iran with women and their hair. So many matters involving women, uh, reproductive matters for for everybody um, and women's related issues. It's coming to the surface. And we knew that that would happen, you know, given the astrology. I also think of the breakthroughs and I think of destruction. If you have planets in Barney, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is this very destructive nature to Barney. And this month we're having a lunar eclipse in the nakshatra of Barney. Okay. Hmm. In a lunar eclipse, it means that the moon is getting eclipsed, which is all about the mind, the emotions, the feelings of security and safety. Aries is the sign of independence, 
You know, it is a cardinal sign. It can create immense change very quickly. It absolutely has to do with leadership in many regards. And the other interesting thing about this lunar eclipse, this is taking place on November 8th, which is, you know, very near the beginning of November. Uranus is also going to be joining. Uranus is in Aries right now, according to the sidereal system. And so this lunar eclipse, it's going to be this combination of Rahu, Uranus, and the moon in the nakshatra of Barney. The nakshatra that's responsible for so much upheaval right now. <laughs> and so I just want you all to have that in your awareness. Is it going to be all bad? Nothing is ever all bad. Like we were saying, this is a game of polarity. Things always live within one another. Good lives within bad, bad within lives within good. There's always potential. We gain something, we have something to lose. If we don't have anything, we don't have anything to lose, but then we could gain something, right? It's like we could keep on going with this game. So I do want you all to be mindful. Of course, in the United States, November 8th is also the election day. And Uranus, it creates sudden unexpected events and Barney creates those kind of shattering destructive events as well. The really interesting thing to think about is that emphasis on justice and fairness. When we have the eclipse, there are still many planets in the sign of Libra. And Uranus is also all about revolution and change. It's electricity, you know, it's rebellion. I do want everyone to have it on their radar that globally sudden unexpected events can happen. Yes, they can involve reproduction. Yes, it can involve women. Um, it can absolutely involve uh, breakthroughs of any kind or uh, explosive events, I'm going to be honest with you. And in our own personal lives, this eclipse can definitely act as a portal of change. Um, and we're going to have a podcast specifically on this because I want to spend a lot of time focusing on the eclipse. We can experience many personal breakthroughs. There could be some sort of sudden opportunity that we gain because Uranus, again, it's not all bad. It can offer immense power, immense opportunity. So we can be looking out for that. But in the world around us, I do think that there will be sudden unexpected events. And I do believe that we're going to see this rebellious attitude. This is kind of the theme right now. And as we're nearing 2023, Saturn is going to enter into Aquarius. Saturn in Aquarius, it's going to put an emphasis on humanity, the collective, people wanting a difference, people wanting a change. And when we're looking at astrology, we have to be thinking about the long game of things. Change happens. People demand a change. You know, revolution occurs for what it is. Because events happen to inspire that and to encourage it. And so I do believe that this is going to contribute to that. I think that this eclipse season and what comes out of it, perhaps what comes out of the election, we'll get more into this, but what's happening with leaders and authority. I think that events are going to be occurring that kind of tap us on the shoulder and, you know, inspire contemplation around change. How, how can we create a more just and fair world? How can we uh, change systems to really work for the people? I think it's something that we're going to be thinking about more. But again, this period of time, I think is definitely going to challenge us. And I think it's going to be frustrating. I think that there's going to be some mental distress because the moon is getting eclipsed. And I do think that there is a potential for riots and protest and 
things of that nature. So we certainly do need to keep an eye on things. Next week, we will really talk about the eclipse on a personal level, spiritual level, you know, our own personal portals of change and what that could represent, what it could represent for the world. But this is where I will leave it for today because the eclipse energy, it's not just condensed on November 8th. We're going to be feeling it for a week before. We'll feel it for a week after. And the themes that are occurring are going to stay consistent for the next three to six months. So the themes that are coming up around this eclipse for ourselves or in the world around, it's going to be consistent. And again, in your own personal life, be open and receptive to amazing life altering, changing events, <laughs> be open and receptive to unexpected things occurring. Um, and I wouldn't do anything risky. I would even suggest not going to highly populated places um, around this eclipse. I've done this before. It's super rare, but around this eclipse, I would I would tell you all that. If I were talking to a client and they were wanting to do something um, in a high populated place, I'd say, you know, if you can postpone it, why don't you postpone it? So that is where I will leave you for the eclipse. Keeping in mind, the eclipses are karmic. It's impossible for an eclipse not to be karmic. They exist because Rahu and Ketu are involved. These are the karmic nodes of the moon, past karma, future karma, where we're going independently, where we're going collectively. So karmic events are happening globally that are setting us up for immense change on a global scale. Things are happening in our own personal life that are changing and transforming everything. And I, I, my voice is changing just because I feel it so viscerally in my own life. And of course, in my chart, it makes sense for the time. I don't think that every single one of us is going through this. But if you have planets and cardinal signs, Aries, Libra, Cancer, or Capricorn, I can almost guarantee you something is going on. Maybe not, but for the majority of us, I think so. So, okay, so that is going to be the eclipse. Be um, vigilant, don't do anything crazy, and just be open and receptive. November 11th through December 5th, Venus is going to be in Scorpio. This is significant because Venus is a karma control planet. Libra is currently hosting K2. So that means that wherever Venus goes, because Venus rules Libra, it's a hot pocket for karma. So we're going to elaborate on this in a moment. From November 13th until December 2nd, Mercury is going to be in Scorpio. It's kind of speeding through Scorpio. From November 16th until December 15th, the sun is going to be in Scorpio. Remember, this is the sidereal system. So literally and astronomically, between November 16th and December 15th, we will be able to see the sun moving through the constellation of Scorpio. So if you were born between November 16th and December 15th, that means that your sun is in Scorpio. So happy birthday to all of my Scorpionic listeners Thank you so much for your depth and your insight and your awareness, your mystical, magical energy. 
always having incredible research to provide us all with to learn from. Something I always say is that if you're a Scorpio, if you have a lot of plans in Scorpio, you either are an astrologer or a mystic or you're friends with astrologers and mystics. <laughs> it's one or the other. So you really are the occultist of the group. You're always going to have such amazing insights to share and you are just touched with that amazing transformative eighth house energy. So thank you so much for teaching us and inspiring us and for opening the gate of what is possible when it comes to these um, more, I want to say more mystical realms. I view astrology as a very practical thing, but these um, these subtle realms and, and helping us explore and teaching us more. Gotta love Scorpios. So this is Scorpio season and looking at the karma control planets, Mars is going to retrograde back into Taurus on November 13th. So for the majority of, I mean, for the entirety of this transit, aside from Venus, it would just be two days without, um, Otherwise, for the entirety of Venus, Mercury, and Sun moving through Scorpio, it's going to be aspected by Mars. This is significant because the karma control planets are opposing one another. So this is definitely going to bring about immense change in the world. We've spoken extensively about Mars retrograde, but just kind of a brief synopsis. Mars retrograde on a personal level has us evaluate our anger, our frustration, how we handle conflict, also our energy levels. Globally, Mars is gaining immense strength. It's a planet of war. You know, it's a planet of war. It's... Um, it's also a courageous planet, brave planet, passionate. So there is this really amazing, beautiful quality with passion and excitement and courage. But, you know, it's, it is bringing about issues right now when it comes to controversy. And in Taurus specifically, Mars will be in Taurus between, let's see, November 13th and March 12th of 2023. It, it's going to bring this emphasis on resources, food, security, it's going to bring an emphasis on wealth and the economy as well. Taurus really represents money, wealth, security of all kinds. I created an entire podcast on this if you're interested. But this month, right, for the month of November, moving into Scorpio season, on a personal level with the Sun, Venus, and Mercury in Scorpio, what this is amazing for is personal transformation and personal growth. I love that Scorpio season is occurring right after eclipse season because it's like we can take all of the lessons that we acquired during the eclipse and really put them into action. We can transform them, alchemize them, <laughs> change them, all right? And so that being said, around the eclipse, if you're getting triggered, if patterns are arising from the past, if there is something that you're wanting to change, if there's something in your life that's keeping you from stepping forward into the person that you know you were born to be, now is the time to change it, to alchemize it, to transform it. And again, eclipse season is really going to point those things out to you. Rather it be a trigger that you have, a thought process that you have. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. It'll never happen for me. I don't even know where to start. Those are all just fabrications of the mind, right? That keep us back. They're not true. They're not based in reality. It could be an addiction. 
It could be, you know, consistently sleeping through the alarm when there's something that you want to be awake for. Whatever it is that's in your life that you know is holding you back and keeping you from being courageous enough to step into the person that you know you can be, this is an opportunity to see those things, to have them be highlighted, and then as Scorpio season comes, actually taking steps to make a big difference in your life. Okay, so that's us on a personal level. I do want to say this is a highly, highly passionate time. So wherever Scorpio is falling in your chart, and I will talk about this extensively on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I do horoscopes for all 12 signs every week if you're interested. But kind of in brief, wherever Scorpio is in your chart, it's kind of like creating this hot pocket of excitement, passion, energy. So it really is amazing for like manifestation and growth of whatever house Scorpio is in for you. If you're a Cancer, it's the fifth house. If you're a Scorpio, it's the first house. If you're a Taurus, it's the seventh house, right? Um, and we need to be mindful of our authority. We need to be mindful when it comes to love and relationships and our speech as well, because this is an opportunity to really take that responsibility that I was mentioning earlier. Scorpio is a very responsible sign. It's an opportunity to take responsibility of our life and make these significant changes. It is an opportunity to step forward with courage and authority. Scorpio offers that ability. When it comes to relationship, taking responsibility to create changes in ourself or in a unit, you know, either how we perceive intimacy or how we are actually engaging in intimacy with others. And then of course, our voice and what we're choosing to share and kind of speak into existence. But and Scorpio can be manipulative, controlling, resentful, and jealous. So notice what comes up because there could be some feelings of resentment. There could be feelings of jealousy towards other people. Um, and there could be, when it comes to authority and when it comes to love, some tendencies to be kind of manipulative or controlling. So notice if you get any power if you're in any position of leadership, try to stay grounded in using it for good. Try not to let it control you and your behavior. Power is an interesting thing, right? When we get any level of power, it can have a really strange influence over us. So if that's happening in your life, really grounding yourself in that humility and desire to serve. Devotion, right? Scorpio can turn that into a devoted energy. Um, and be mindful of the manipulative jealous behavior in love and romance. So on the beneficial side for relationships, love and romance, this is an amazing time to integrate spirituality into the relationship, meditation into the relationship, shedding skin for good. If there have been disagreements or if there has been resentment or something has been bogging the relationship down, this is an opportunity to free ourselves from that, to really let it go and shed those layers. But it could also show up as kind of this manipulative, controlling energy. Manipulation can be very subtle. An example is like you want attention or we want attention because I've totally done this before in my life. We want attention. And instead of just asking for attention, we think that giving someone the cold shoulder is going to get us more attention somehow. 
<laughs> so it's like, if I just ignore this person, they're going to really fight for me and they're going to show me that they really want to talk to me. And then I'm just going to ignore them even more. It's like, in the end, no one wins. We don't end up getting attention. We end up making somebody else upset. We don't feel good about ourselves because we're not acting in alignment with our actual desire, right? That's like a subtle manipulative technique. Maybe it's not even that so subtle. But the authentic approach is, hey, I would like attention. So sending a message, can we meet for coffee? Can we spend time later? I miss you. I'm really feeling needy and I would love attention. I've sent all of those messages before <laughs> also. So really be mindful of that tendency, especially when in connection, because this is Venus and Venus is a powerful planet right now. If there's that manipulative quality in business relationships, family relationships, intimate relationships, relationship with kids, this is an opportunity to really morph and change that so that we can express ourselves more authentically with what it is that we want and what the desired outcome actually is. And it's a vulnerability. It's so vulnerable. And, and Scorpio, it's a fixed sign. It's a water sign. So it's this highly emotional sign, but it can have this front of feeling guarded or struggling, you know, to really open the heart and be vulnerable. So that can kind of be coming up for us where there's some emotional intensity and then maybe we feel vulnerable or guarded or uh, prideful and we don't want to show the authenticity of the heart. So be on the lookout for people in your life, again, relationships of all kinds in yourself and really try to avoid it if possible. The relationship with authority could be strained this month. There could be some transitions. There could be fluctuations. There could be changes. Our authority figures could be under stress. Um, there could even be matters of jealousy with our authority figures as well. Be watching out for that. On a global level, this is a very interesting time. I do think that interesting things are going to be coming out in the media. I think that, first of all, the media is going to be wild. So if you're someone who gets really impacted by the media, definitely give yourself an allotted amount of time where maybe you catch up on the news for five minutes or 10 minutes and that's it. Because I think that there's going to be so much coming out. I think that there's going to be a lot of drama. I do. I think that November is going to be a dramatic month and it's going to be all over the news, I imagine. Um, and again, interesting information may be coming out, information that is surprising. During this last cycle, before, I guess it was like, it was before, no, it was before March of 2022. The year and a half before then, we went through the cycle where Rahu was in Taurus and Katie was in Scorpio. This was when the Ghislaine Maxwell thing came up. So much information about celebrities, so much information about the powers that be was coming to the surface. That was Scorpio. Scorpio excavates. It digs things up. It makes things come to the surface. It can also hide things as well. You know, and I think that we saw that with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial specifically. Something came up, but there's still tons of information that's kind of lurking beneath the surface that is very nebulous. So same kind of energy. I think that things are going to be coming up and then there's a lot brewing underneath the surface that feels nebulous and unseen. 
it's going to affect leadership specifically because the sun is government forces and leaders and things of that nature. And, you know, there could be some big changes there as well. We've been seeing a lot of change in leadership around the world. I think that we'll kind of continue to see that transition and change transformation. With Venus, there could even be some sort of scandal when it comes to relations. It could be professional relationships or agreements, but it could also be some sort of love relationship or affair could come out, something to watch out for. Speaking of, on a personal level, definitely uh, be watching relationships because if there's something that's hidden, if there's something that's been a secret, this could be a time where something comes out. So if anything unethical has been going on in relationship life, be really mindful with that because something, you know, could get figured out or revealed in some way. It could lead to a really deep transformation and healing as well. So have all of that on the radar. This is what we are getting into with Scorpio season, but we're going to have this beautiful new moon in Scorpio on November 23rd, 2022. This is the same day that Jupiter goes direct in Pisces. And this is what I'm really looking forward to is this new moon in Scorpio. The new moon is an opportunity to set intentions. It is an opportunity to move forward into the future. And so this is going to be the new moon that whatever we were triggered by, right? Whatever patterns we saw from eclipses and whatever came up that was more shadowy because Scorpio season can also reveal the darker natures of ourselves, the shadows of ourselves, Whatever has been revealed, it's an opportunity to send compassion to ourselves, love to ourselves, appreciation for ourselves, for who we've been, you know, who amounted to who we are now. Because regardless of what our past was like, regardless of our shadows or our habits or our addictions or whatever it was in the past, we wouldn't be who we are in this moment with all of the love, all the compassion, all the gratitude, all the wisdom. We wouldn't be who we are without that path. So taking a moment to appreciate and to send love and then making that active decision to set foot into a future without the shadowy element. There's always going to be a shadow, but without whatever it is that you're noticing, without the habit or the addiction or the negative self-talk, whatever is limiting you, it's going to be that opportunity to move forward from the past into the future. And Scorpio offers that ability to shed, right? To truly release, to truly let go, to step into something that is brand new. And I do want to say, um, I just don't want to miscommunicate that I, with the polarity talk, there's always a shadow, right? If there's light, there's a shadow. We have the luminaries of the sun and the moon. As long as they're shining, there's going to be the darkness. So we're never going to be able to fully escape, <laughs> but it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It's the shadows that are keeping us from reaching potential, keeping us from being the person who, again, we're born to be. So have that new moon marked on your calendar. Again, it's going to be November 23rd. We will have a podcast specifically on it. As with Jupiter direct in Pisces, of course, Jupiter going direct, as we were talking about before, it's giving us an opportunity to gain insight into our spiritual beliefs, philosophy, what is guiding our life, what is guiding our heart. So this is November in a nutshell. I'm trying to think if there is anything else that I would like to share with you all. You're going to hear some ruffling, rustling, I should say, pages. I think that that's it. 
I think that we got it all. This is going to be a very, very transformative month. When it comes to the United States, you know, all of this is happening in the 12th house. So I use a chart for the United States that is a Sagittarius ascendant. And so this would put Scorpio season happening, of course, in the 12th house. So, and Mars is going to be retrograding in the sixth. And the sixth, 12th axis is all about hidden enemies, overt enemies, opposition, competition, disagreements, sudden unexpected expenses, foreign places, foreigners, foreign affairs. Of course, it has to do with spirituality as well and overcoming issues. I just think that this time is going to be quite turbulent for the United States. So I want everyone to have that on the radar. We're moving into 2023. I think that whatever is happening now, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's turbulent, it's going to contribute to um, the motivation to take action, the motivation to create change and ultimately create a better world for everybody. So let's keep that in the back of our minds. So I hope that this was helpful. Again, if you're wanting weekly horoscopes, you can go to patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. If you would like to schedule a reading, you can schedule at innerknowing.yoga. If you are wanting to help me with minimal effort, you can leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you don't know where to leave a review, you can leave it at Apple Podcasts. Leaving reviews helps my business significantly. It helps me. It helps astrology now. And when I read them, it fills my heart with complete joy. It makes me feel so happy. It totally makes my day. So if you are feeling inspired to leave a review, if you appreciate the content, of course, I'd be looking forward to reading those. And what else? You can follow me on Instagram, astrology now underscore podcast. I would love to see you there. I do post regularly so you can have an actual visual of certain transits that we are experiencing. So again, it's always a pleasure to have you. I hope that you found this helpful and supportive on your journey. This is astrology now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. I will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.